Hey, yo, 10K. Yeah, man. If you's in the world of magic, okay, and you can choose one dragon to be your familiar, who would it be? Man, you know, I really almost thought about my boy Nils, man. But that's way too damn disrespectful, man. That's too disrespectful. My man got to live his own life, man. He too busy teaching and and doing all this wow. type of stuff, you know what I'm saying? So I ain't even going to pick my man's dog. I'm going to pick Atarka. I'm fucking with the Lady Queen. I don't even know how you turned that into a moment to praise Niv, but... Because I fuck with Niv. He's a dragon. I know. Dragon it's just, I was not expecting that. Come on, man. I'm sorry. So Atarka? Atarka. What if she's like, hit you with like the Charizard energy at first? Like, she does not <sighs> listen to you. She, she is the queen. You know, I get that. But fuck, I got to find a mountain. There's only one Atarka. I'm kind of fucked. <laughs> I'm kind of fucked. Charizard had to go find other Charizards and be like, you know what? Ash ain't that bad. If she just not fucking with me, bro. Yeah, you know, she doesn't She do don't sh- listen. She don't listen. She don't shit. listen. So we fly over a town. She just blow up the town. I'm like, Atarka, yeah. you can't do that. Or like, you know, you get into a fight with like Nico Bolas and now she don't feel like fighting. Not because she's scared. She's do just I, like, I don't feel like it. Do I survive? You got other dragons. Oh, I'm a man. Yeah, you got But other I fuck dra- with Atarka. You fuck with Atarka. I do fuck with Atarka, you know. Yeah. But. The other dragons just come because, you know, Atarka. Is there anything I could do for her? What if I talk to her about it? What if I'm like, Atarka, man, you see I'm the dragon tender. I'm way better than Sarkon would ever treat you. Nah, why, why he, he you, fucked it up. Why don't you just listen? Sarkon fucked this Yeah, he you? fucked it up. What'd he do to you, Atarka? Horrible things, you know. Atarka, he. I bring a teddy bear. I'm like Atarka. All right, well, let's let's nope, not going any further with that. (laughs) Atarka, Atarka, that's when she became the world render. (laughs) Yep. No, not moving any further with that. Sarkar is out of pocket. Oh, man. Uh-uh. You know, we could keep this wholesome. <laughs> Poor talker. Ooh, I love you, baby girl. You're awesome. Keep coming in and dealing five to planeswalkers and creatures I don't control. But your first version really shits on your second version. That's how I know something tragic happened to you. Because you giving these motherfuckers duble strike? Shout out to our talk. The world window. Welcome to the Late Bloomers podcast. It's your host, Snoga and 10K. And yes, we're here to talk about Magic the Gathering. MTG, the pre-cons. And yep. in the light of dragoons and dragons and such, we're here to talk about Verondis and his draconic rage. Oh, wow. Is that pre-con. how you say it? That's how I pronounce it. I'm with it now. Put me on the spot, yeah. man. No, no, I'm with it now. <laughs> okay, bet, 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 nah. bet, bet. But Verondis, he's a he's a gruel commander coming in in the precon. He's actually the showcase commander. He returns with a mechanic that we do remember also from our dinosaurs in Ixalan and Rage. Um, any event that Verondis takes damage, you can create a five four dragon spirit that has whenever this creature deals damage, sacrifice it. The second line of text on Verondis is whenever you will roll a dice, you can have Verondis deal one damage to him. So whenever you roll a dice, make a 4-4, four, four, which is pretty good in itself. He is three, green and a red, and he comes into play as the same stats as the tokens he's created. So he's a 5-4 himself. He has no special keywords like trample and stuff, but he, he's good enough at face value. 
Yeah, definitely. Definitely good enough at face value. But along with the boy, his other companions come in pretty hot as well because we do get a dragon by the name of Cloth, the unrivaled ancient. Um, Cloth is a flying 4-4 with haste. He costs seven. He's a bit on the, the steep side of costing, but you got green in here. You're red, green. You've either rent for it. There's you got no the money steep for side. It. You know, okay, you know, you know, keep, keep it a bean. Keep it a bean. But Cloth has, whenever he attacks, you can add any combination of X mana where X is the combination of the total power amongst attacking creatures this turn. Now, there is a bit of a, you know, don't get too hyped. You can only use this mana to cast spells. So there is no ability feeding. There is no, I just generated 40 mana and I can pump it into this. You have to keep putting stuff on your board, which is still awesome. Yeah, we're in Gruul. Exactly. What are you doing trying to have skills? And, and, And I'm sorry, I made that sound good, but he also has the effect to where you do not lose the mana as phases end until the end of turn. So whenever you swing going into your second main phase, he makes sure that you have a whole heap of mana however which way you need it to use as you need to. Cloth could have just been the commander, to be honest. Like <laughs> okay. the showcase commander. He's, bad. he's nasty. He's amazing. He's, I think he's just not enough flavor, huh? Because rolling the dice and, and what's his name, yeah. he kinda, you know, he, he's a good-ass card, don't get me wrong. But, you know, I think it would have been like, hey, I mean, what are you Dungeons doing? I mean, Dungeons Dragons, though. You could have so got away with it. strong-ass dragon. Yeah, you could have got away. Yeah, the <laughs> fact that none of the pre-cons give us a just traditional dragon is a little... A little weird to me, but I, I'm not going to disrespect you, Rondis. Rondis. And number three, uh, Swinging In, is actually one of my favorite cards, pulling up as of the Commander. If Rondis didn't showcase this, I wouldn't have been mad if my boy Wolfgar, the uh, Ice Wing Dale, showed up. He has melee. Melee is whenever this creature attacks. It gets plus one, plus one for each opponent that you attack this turn. But that second line attacks, I'm just going to put it in layman's terms, is attack harmonicon. So if a creature has an ability that would trigger as a result of you attacking, uh, my boy Wolfgar is going to say, how about you do that again? So let's just rewind it a little bit. If I have Wolfgar and Cloth on the field, Cloth swings and he gives me 20 mana because that's the total power of swinging on my board. Wolfgar is going to say, hey, how about you get another 20 on top of that? There are a lot of attacking and triggered abilities. I believe that my boy Primeval Titan is still banned in EDH. But could you imagine Primeval Titan giving you four lands off the swing? Absolutely crazy. Um, when I look at Wolfgard, he reminds me of like a Nord from Skyrim. I saw, I got my Game of Thrones vibes, man. I saw Torbane, <laughs> man. Definitely saw Torbane. He's three and um, a red and a green. He comes out as a 4-4 four, four as well. But another thing that's cool with him is that... uh. His melee ability will actually trigger twice. So in the event you're just swinging at one person, you are giving him plus two, plus two. If you have a wild board to swing at, you can possibly give him plus six, plus six. I'm doing my math for it. Melee triggers off, I think, how many people are attacked. How many people you attack. Yeah, so if you're in a four-way, you swing wild, plus three, and then another plus plus three. Yes, definitely hot. So just amongst the three, there is a lot of options here. A lot of options here to <laughs> what the a lot fuck? of options here to to make some very cool Yo. commanders. Um, yeah, Wolfgar. Wolf. Yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> making a Wolfgar deck only because one that's bonkers and two Innistrad is coming up. If I'm cor- correct, that's werewolves. Hey, red green. I- I'm sorry, Tenacus Kekis, but <laughs> Wolfgar is here. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay, we, we ain't take too kind to that, man. We ain't take too kind to that at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, um, amazing. Uh, I would say this pre-con so far. Amazing with the, the commanders that have coming out of oh, this. Yeah, this one, uh, you got options. You got options. Those are definitely three hits. Is great to get from this pre-con. I so, think um, there's a couple more hits, I would say, that were made available in this pre-con. And not necessarily just a step away from, like, the dragons. We have, like, Dragon Master Outcast. Dragon Speaker Shaman. Um, two great dragon servant as well. So yeah. automatically in the pre-con, your big ass dragons are come in Cheaper. maximally reduced by three. And then um Rich Car's expertise. I think that was just an amazing card to include. Uh, I think Rich Car Expertise is just a great card, one of the best expertise to we gotten from that set. I believe it was um what was it like eighth of vault? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, uh, uh, yeah, Aether Revolt. Aether, Aether Revolt. Revolt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where Rich Car, we got Yehenny. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was great pulls from this pre-con. But overall, looking at the pre-con as a whole and seeing Verandas as the showcase, um, I want to deal a lot of damage and put some cool things on the board. Yeah. Um, Looking at the overall skeleton of this pre-con, the one thing that I was really critical about was they give you a lot of dragons. I do like the fact that they give you a lot of dragons and kind of making this a dragon tribal deck. But let me go ahead and preface this, and we are going to get into the detail on the majority of this deck's value, I do not believe is going to come from the individual dragons that they have placed in here. Unfortunately. You really want to focus on Verondas and his ability. If there were better dragon substitutions, uh, then I would, I definitely think it's possible to make a dragon tribal deck within this deck. But your options have to be better. For example, you have the Bogardian Hellkite, which is a eight-mana creature that comes in for flash, deals five damage. And why would you be investing into this when you could put a cheaper dragon that can provide more for you? For example, Nesting Dragon. He's a 5-4 with landfall. He's going to give you an egg. If that egg was to die, you get to get a 2-2 flying red dragon with fire breathing. You can invest less mana to get more of an impact on your board. And there are several examples of this. I mean, they are sweet enough, as we have mentioned my queen in the beginning of this. Atarka is in the deck, and I am very much, I love Atarka. But when thinking about Verondas and the ability of his spirits to enter, whenever the spirit deals damage, you have to sacrifice the creature. So the double strike that you would inadvertently give your dragon spirits that are made by Verondas, they will never get to attack again because upon that first combat trigger, you have to say goodbye. You have to say goodbye. And so long, <laughs> farewell. <laughs> you know, now in the event of you having, for example, that nesting dragon in there, I'm not too mad that you have an Atarka. For example, Dragon Broodmother is another addition that can be here that at the beginning of each upkeep, already awesome. The mana cost is a little funky. I believe she is too generic. She is three red and one green, but at the beginning of each player's upkeep, you can create a 1-1 one, one flying green and red dragon with Devour 1. Devour is a pretty interesting mechanic to where you can sacrifice creatures into another creature as though the dragon came in and ate other creatures to get stronger. Devour 1 means if you was to sacrifice four creatures, you would put four plus one plus one counters on these baby dragons to end up swarming the field. And again, in this case of having these dragons that sit here and stick, having a Tarka is a a good investment. A Tarka is a good investment, necessarily not for the way I think me and Tekke want to build upon this precon, but um, 
the way I treat pre-cons is that, you know, just kind of pick through what comes with it. Because magic is always going to float, like, these different avenues of the deck to function. Because it is supposed to be uh, an amateur level play or, or test drive when it comes to Commander. So it's not really jumping super hard into one direction and trying to be the most powerful it could be. So why not just pick through the looting of the 99 that they give you? Atarka is great in almost any other dragon deck with the color combination. So not to slight her or anything, but uh, I personally, later on, as you'll see, she does get the boot for me when it comes to upgrade. Later on. And I mean, if you, in my case of adding these dragons into here, or just adding better dragons into the deck, Atarka works, his, works her way into being a part of the 99. But initially, in the game winning or the strength and the power that Veronda does have, Atarka, you're here, it's cool, but you're not really doing what I need you to do at this point. Some more examples of just some expensive-ass dragons that are in here when we have other cards like Terror of the Peaks, for example, is uh, the Shivan Hellkite. It's five and two red, and you get to deal one damage to any creature or any player. Now, don't get me wrong. I really like this card being in here because it gives you the you can target your commander and make a 5-4 with it. But for 9 mana, my man, not 9, for 5 and 2 red. For 7 mana, I just feel like I'd rather put some of the game in the pieces that I believe we should transition yeah. to. Um, our first one being, come on, Warstorm Surge. Now, getting into, first of all, let me give some love to the pre-con. The pre-con gave you almost half of the key. You need to really show the fuck out with this motherfucker. And with Warstorm Surge, that is the primary effect that when I saw uh, Verondas previewed, I was like, this is, this is what you want to do. Warstorm Surge is a five and a red enchantment that has whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, it deals damage equal to that creature's power to any target. So just breaking it down, if one of my boy's spirits enters the battlefield, that's five damage that I can take and launch at somebody's face or at something that I don't like on the board. And maximizing this effect of pumping out these spirits out here and just having surge effects deal damage is really where this deck is going to shine and outperform. Talk to him, Snow. Going along that route, you can play cards like where Ancient Treads, where uh, that's another red enchantment. Five, I believe, five mana, if not, it'd be six. One five generic or six generic and one red mana is whenever a creature with power five or greater enters the battlefield, deal five damage to target player or creature. So just, you want to kind of invest in the, when my creatures enter, I'm immediately lowering life totals for people. So you could add old school Pulphoros, for example. Even though I will recommend after talking to 10K uh, before all this, that that's a little too slow in regards as it's just too damage. We can make so many tokens with vulnerability because it triggers each time is dealt damage. The meter of your deck, in my opinion, should be abusing just that ability, abusing his enrage ability. Absolutely. The, the second part with rolling the die is cool. I understand you had to give representation for the, the, the new mechanics in the set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no. Mona's power comes from his rage. So you want to add cards like Pyrohemia, for example. Come on. That's the one. Just if you 
listen to our last podcast and how high we regarded Revel of the Riches. This card is one of the cards that I believe is, uh, you know, if you're playing against it, you better sweat. And if you got it, you know what to do. So uh, if you don't know what Pyrohemia does, just pay one red mana and then deal one damage to every creature on board. And like, understandably, Ronis can't take damage forever. Eventually he'll die. But that's why we got to side in some protection. So you can start off with asceticism. That's a green, uh, mono green enchantment. Offers hexproof to your creatures and the ability to regenerate creature for just one generic and green mana. So when he does hit that state of I'm about to die, regenerate him, he comes back with all his toughness, start the process over based off how much mana you have. You can go down the route of any artifact that's going to give him indestructible. So you have Dark Steel Plate, which is great because that has indestructible. And then Hammer of Nazahan or Nazan gives creature indestructible. Then you have Anara, that one wolf creature that came out of um, Commander creatures you control have indestructible. Yes, yep. sir. So you want to, oh, and then my favorite, one of my favorite actual modern green cards is Vigor. Vigor is probably Varner's best buddy because not only is you protecting him from being destroyed from Pyrohemia or any other pinger, because I'm going to recommend a couple pingers. He's getting stronger, which means even if Vigor is removed, even if Hexproof is removed, I can still fall back to now Varners can take so much damage, which is going to remember each damage interaction is giving me a token. And in the event that Warstorm Surge or effects like it are on the field, each token entering the battlefield, that's five. Ronis has a toughness of four. I get four maximum five fours onto the field. That's 20 damage. They can be swung as we please. We're not including any doublers. Nope. I don't think me or 10K is going to advocate for any double effects such as um, Doubler Season, Primal Vigor, Primal Vigor, or, or yeah. Parallel Eyes, because obviously you do not need it. That's really just overkill. You're hurting the deck at that point because Vonders alone, just off his enrage ability, is going to get the job done. Cool that you can make two dragons off one damage being dealt to him. I'm not mad. I, if anything, okay, put you're in... You're it up. I mean, you definitely yeah. gonna have people to play with by the time you're done. Yeah. You're gonna be like, I, I don't want to go through this. Exactly. But I definitely, like uh, Snogel was saying, they've made the deck strong enough to where you don't have to... There's some decks where it's like, you know, damn, I don't want to drop the Primal Vigor. I don't want to get a doubler. You'll do just fine without a doubler. Just off of you pumping your dragons and keeping them at a stable state because one thing I would like to point out as well is that Warstorm Surge isn't the only card that has that effect that the precon actually gives you. One of the dragons that I did not slash in this list, uh, Scourge of Valkus, he is two and three red. He has the same exact effect of Warstorm Surge in a sense, except yeah. it is dragon specific. So whenever a dragon or Valkus enters the battlefield, Valkus will deal X damage to target creature or player equal to the number of dragons you control. And you want to know what other... Other card does that famous card yep. for dragons, Dragon Tempest. So uh, what you want to really abuse here, once again, is just the generation of these dragon tokens. Honestly, I could see you playing games where you don't have to swing because you have the ability to make so many dragons. Absolutely. Quick, too. Off one Pyrohemia, just one mana. Any of the pingers, throw in like haste. And that was three, that was three instances of damage being dealt. 
So Warstorm Surge is a five. Dragon Tempest may be four to five at the time. Uh, Scourge may be dealing five, and that's off of one token in turn the battlefield, one trigger of Pyrohemia doing up to 15 damage to somebody. And I have like a nifty trick with um, Outpost Seed for Vonders as well. Because if um a lot of the time, you know, when you play the card, at least from my experience, no one really plays for Dragon or Dragon. So when you say Dragons, whenever a creature you control leaves the battlefield, Outpost Siege deals one damage to target creature or player. Ooh, so get back to the top. Exactly. So once you attack with your Dragons, because you know you're going to have to sacrifice them, have the sacrifice lead you into the next play for the next turn or whatever setup you have next after the combat step. I actually believe, like, kind of segment into the next section of the deck is that you don't want to run out of gas. Mm-hmm. So when you're, you know, going around damaging Vondras or whatever it means, you're spending a lot of resources just to empty your hand out for the the damage dealing effects. You want cards like Greater Good to help you sustain. You're going to lose your dragons anyway. So when it triggers for them to sacrifice, you activate greater good and go ahead and draw now. So you don't just lose your dragons. Outpost Siege lets you create more dragons so you can actually go all out on an attack and then not lose on the crackback. Absolutely. In the terms of uh, refilling your grip, there's actually a new card that we got. It is the Dragonborn Champion, Bruce Roda. Uh, my man's is two in red and a green. I don't remember what his stats are. I believe he's five. He's a five three. Um, if a source, uh, repeat. If a source would deal five or more damage to, if a source would deal five or more damage, draw a card. Come on, it's not even specific to player or creature. So Mm-mm. the fact that it says source, we have already highlighted a Warstorm Surge. We have highlighted Dragon Tempest and Scourge. In the event that you make a spirit and Warstorm Surge deals five to something. Dragonborn Champion is going to give you a card for that. And as Snogel was mentioning, in a gruel, I mean, a lot of color combinations deal with running out of gas and stuff like that. But amongst being red and green and knowing where your focus is amongst these creatures and stuff like that, like we talk about color combinations with red and artifact recursion and all that type of shenanigans, but that's not really where this is at. We know what we're trying to do and having more options to draw into our creatures, to draw into something to give us mana to pump and to put in more creatures out is really where we're going to try to to excel more often than not. Definitely. And also, take in mind that just with the Pyrohemia effect, and there's other effects that will allow you to place damage. We've mentioned a few, but like, for example, a couple of pingers I have would be like Marauder, Raptor, Goblin, Sharpshooter, and Cunning Spark Mage, and also uh, Voshuk Sorcerer. Those just let you do quick, you know, tap one damage to runners and make these dragon tokens. But also, do not believe you have to stay dragon, unless you're looking for a dragon tribal. And honestly, if you're trying to make dragon tribal, why just stick with red and green? That would be confusing. <laughs> but go ahead and venture off into the, the dinosaurs where the enraged mechanic, you know, really blossom, if not originated with, I believe. I believe so. I believe you're right in saying that. A lot of them care about being damaged. So go ahead and take advantage of this the token generation and it seems that's the way to go about the deck. And also understand you need haste enablers. These tokens do not come out with haste. That would have been too broken for Rondas. Mm. So go ahead and get the Barbarian class, which comes to say, keep that card. in the pre-con. Told you, Barbarian class, to me, is one of the best class 
is not only going to give your creatures haste very early on. And which, let's not undermine the middle ability on the class two. Plus two, plus two in Manache yeah. is, is fire as well. Kind of guaranteeing you swinging your damage in because uh, that's definitely what we're doing here. We're trying to make you bleed. And any reason, any way to make it easier for you to bleed, I'm all about it in these colors. What makes me, you know, originally I was not interested in this pre-con. But uh, after going through it, it um, probably is one of my favorite. But I have to honor the deal of uh, with 10K, we tend to lay claims to uh, pre-cons or just legendary creatures. But you have, um, it comes in this uh, actual pre-con, Dragon's um, Horde. It's an artifact, three generic to oh, cast. cast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, awesome. whenever a dragon enters a battlefield under your control with a gold counter on Dragon's Horde, you can tap, remove a gold counter from it, draw a card, or tap it for one man of any color. You said it's when a dragon enters the battlefield, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So, so the tokens. So when the tokens enter, you're getting all these gold counters to make sure you're able to draw each turn at least once if you don't need the mana. Elemental, uh, I'm not sure if I said it, Elemental Bond or Garouk's Uprising, you're going to draw. It's just great that Bond is putting out these 5-4 dragons for them to come out as strong as they are. The, any green enchantment that lets us draw based off an X amount of power of a creature, he satisfies that condition. I don't think there's not one enchantment he misses out on. No, because I think the lowest you may go is three. Yeah. And, and, and five is giving it to you, yeah. I think um, if you just go through that route of just ensuring that you're going to make so many dragon tokens. And I guess to push into a little bit of my next point we're making that because I, I agree a hundred percent. I think me and Snoga hit, hit nail on the head where the where the deck's focus and fire is gonna come from. But one of my points is uh these are dragons and dragons does have a lot of love and a lot of buffs that they can receive. One of the cards I'm recommending is Crucible of Fire. Um, dragons get plus three plus three. It costs three in red as an enchantment. So now these five fours that are coming out are now eight sevens mm -hmm. and. That's eight damage that you're dealing with Warstorm Surge and all the other damage dealing as effects that we have. So you can really just take the time, other than maximizing getting multiple tokens onto the battlefield at a time, I can just make sure that these tokens I have are strong as shit. And another addition that they put into the deck that I definitely have to give them some uh, respect and credit for is Gratuitous Violence. So if a creature you control would deal damage to a player, it deals double that damage instead. So getting them up to eight and dealing 16 or hell, even at the five, four to swing in and deal 10, even with the cost of having to sacrifice my token, I did 10 damage. That, that's not too much of a loss at all. So there's a lot of investments you can make it just giving your, I mean, your spirits are red and green creatures. So you can get the red, the gruel liege that gives red and green creatures plus one, plus one. Uh, just in adding Crucible and Leech to the deck, your tokens are coming in at 10. Factoring in Warstorm Surge, factoring in Pyrohemia, spamming 10 power tokens onto the field. If that doesn't kill nobody, why don't I swing <laughs> in with Gratuitous Violence and this 10 turns into 20? So as far as dealing damage in a large quantity in multiple ways, I say the deck, whether you're swinging or going off the effect of just having creatures into the battlefield, uh, you're going to make somebody hurt. Somebody ain't going to be walking the same after they get off the table. Mm, not at all. Uh, really, I think this pre-con is the strongest pre-con to be released from Adventures in the Forgotten Realm. Honestly, it's the most focused as well. Even with the surplus of dragons that I think me and 10K would take out a lot, 
it's it's a very dragon themed deck, and at least the precon itself is built to be able to play these dragons Absolutely. effectively. So even then, if you just want to like open a precon and get to playing, it's a great precon to pick. Honestly, and if you want to just really cheat it out, mention this card before I'll mention it again. If you just want to add one fix. Make everything a damn dragon. You want to play dragons that bad, buddy? <laughs> Before colorless mana, you can get a card called Maskwood Nexus and make all of your creatures dragons. Everybody's a dragon, so if you do incorporate dinosaurs that have enraged mechanics, my dinosaurs, they they back to the past. They looking at great granddad like I'm a dragon now too. So that's just a sick combo in itself. Just just one sick addition that can really make the deck go up. It's kind of insane how easy and just direct this deck just wants to go. And, and hurt you. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, how effective it is, honestly. And one thing to not take away, I think we can move in. There's still some cool cards just within the the, the scopes of magic yeah. that the precon has added to you as well. Some new cards. Remember, the bag of tricks that we talked about um in our second episode is actually previewed in this deck. So I guess in the scope of buying the precon off the shelf and getting some good luck with bag of tricks and rolling for these expensive ass dragons. No, you know, no upgrades. I may be able to get this Bogart for free. I may be able to get this shipping for free. That's a little cool. Let's say if you wanted to build Fonderous with his second effect, because I believe with his second effect, he makes weaker dragons, but they stay. Even if they deal damage, am I? What you mean? With the roll. Oh no, the roll is just himself pinging. Oh, Wow. Yeah. Never mind. I was about to say, yeah, because then you can really invest in, like, barbarian class really helping you out. But that's one thing I will say. It felt a little little absent from the pre-cons. Now, granted, there are, you know, roll D12s, D6s. There's one card that I want to get into. But I felt like there wasn't, there could have been some more dice rolling in here to really kind Def- of, yeah, yeah. you know, push for his, like, treasure chest could have easily went in here. We talked about Horde and Ogre. Um, Help. Delina. Yeah, Delina you know, Wild Mage. Oh, another must add if you ask me. Absolutely, it's just you're. It's too. It's too much value with Delina Wild Mage. <laughs> Not only are you going to make a token that's attacking, you're going to make another five four attacking. But then you're rolling, so you're going to deal damage to Vondras and make another token simply because Delina Wild Mage was here. And that's if you get the worst possible outcome. Yeah, not even worst. factoring in if you get a D20, you can make a copy and then roll again. No, it's not you even can... just a D20. If you get 15 through 20. Excuse the hell out of yeah, me. Yeah, Delina Wild Mage is an amazing, Wild like, Mage. legendary creature, man. <laughs> I, I, one of, She's really grown to be one of my favorite cards out this set. Wild Mage. Hear it now. That's definitely one that we should have. Hey. Because hey. technically, it says create one of those tokens, roll again. What if you hit another 15 through 20? Do you roll again? Yes. Do you just keep yes. rolling? Yes. Sh- really? I'm positive. Bro, that's what this says. Because the only reason again, why we're rolling... That's crazy, mm-hmm. man. That's why I'm saying and, the, if the luck's on your favor, and go ahead, talk about Barbarian class, bro. Uh, unless you do two rolls, roll with advantage. So we're going to... Uh, Best case. Get, you know, we probably going to get case. 15 again, and then 15 again, or 15 through 20, rather. And imagine, like, Forgotten Realms 2, where we get cards that, like... Like, in D&D, there's something called, like, Bardic Inspiration, and that lets you roll an additional, like, D, like, 6 to add on to the roll. The Little Wild Mage is going to be bonkers if they, like, continue down this path of just introducing rolls. One of the best mono-red commanders to ever live, if, like, they go that route, honestly, in my opinion. 
there's no, there's no escaping how sick she is. I mean, in a way, if we already have a scourge on the field, if my luck is like that, Mm-mm. I could put a nice chunk on a motherfucker. Horrible. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just going to make this token again. Just going to make this token again crazy. But um, the Maddening Hex, the enchantment for one and two red, I think is a cool card. It does add some dice rolls in there since we were mentioning dice rolls needing some more effects. It's yeah. an aura curse. Whenever that player, this curse, casts a non-creature spell, you roll a d6. Um, whatever the result of that d6 is, that player takes that much damage, and then you randomly attach the Maddening Hex onto another opponent you control. So just off of putting the, I'm making a 5-4 online and hurting my opponents, I think that is a good card that's added into the deck. What's added to a good card in this preset is uh, Kindred Summons. It's an instant for uh, 7 mana, 5 generic, 2 green. It's choose a creature type, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal X creature cards of the chosen type, where X is the number of creatures you control of that type. Put those cards into the battlefield, then shuffle the rest of the revealed cards into your library. Nasty. So if you want to go, actually, yeah, if you want to go like I have heavy creature dragon count in my deck, then this card is definitely for you. Because not only will you be making tokens, hopefully you don't abandon that strategy at all. On, like, average, without, you know, not a bad game, not you, like, thriving and dominating, you'll probably have, like, five creatures, five dragons, not counting Vondras. So, Kindred Summons is going to let you go in your top six cards of your deck, and if you draw or reveal any more dragons, they're on the battlefield, and we're already telling you to, like, you should probably invest in, like, Warm Storm Surge or any effects like that, Terror of the Peaks, for example. That's great. That's amazing. Amazing uh, pick from that card, from this pre-card, rather. Mm-hmm. Another amazing one, I think, the 2-3, three, 3 in the green. He comes in, and he's pretty solid removal, if I say so myself. Um, whenever he enters the battlefield, starting with you, each player is going to vote for an artifact or enchantment that you don't control, and then you destroy all artifacts or enchantments that were chosen this way. So just as far as taking, getting rid of multiple threats on the battlefield and a lot of blink effects just without these colors. Well, in these colors, getting rid of effects. And outside of these colors, this card, I feel, is going to see a lot of play just amongst the facts that you can't target nothing on my board. We all know this is a problem. Like, okay, he got Avenger over there. He has a Vorniclex over there. He has a Planar Bridge over there. Everybody can make sure that whatever people are politicking about on the table, I can give you the option to take care of that, but you still happen to retain yourself in the lead. So amongst blinking this creature or, or bringing it back, and Purification Druid is, is, is a sick card. Sick card, sick removal, a way to answer many things in the deck. And I highly doubt there will be the case where everybody just selects the same thing to really screw you over. You know, the more we talk about this pre-con, and the more like I keep reviewing the list, this is really the most well-put pre-con out of this set. Well put together. Like, I recommend it added outpost siege. It's already there. It's already there. I thought you knew that when you said no, it. My I, bad, bro. No, I just yes, like, I... this is a nifty trick, man. <laughs> like, just off of my experience, it's already here. It's Good job, Wizards. Um, But Heirloom bl- Blade, for example, whenever a creature dies, you may reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature card that shares a creature type with it. Put that card into your hand and the rest of the bottom of your library in a random order. So before you attack, just go ahead and put that on one of your token dragons that's going to die anyway. 
just further accelerating the deck, building more assurances for the next turn. And if you do go the dragon route, like putting it, like I said, my whole thing is if you're going to go dragons, you got better options, man. Better options. You you would much rather go through the effect that Snowgull was just talking about and then rip Terror of the Peaks than rip Bogardian Hill. You would, yeah, you probably want a Balefire Dragon, for example. You know what? He is honestly somebody I was surprised who wasn't here, but I get it. I get it. I get, we got Bogardian. We got what's his name. We should have. We should have got Belfire. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't I think Belfire's a little bit of change, ain't he? He a little. He's like what? No more than seven. Wow, well, I thought I, it was like twelve. I, I don't know. Bellfire I haven't looked Dragon? at it. Oh, I haven't looked no, at it. No, no, I thought no. I played, was like twelve. He's you know not <laughs> okay. He's not that expensive, and he's gonna deal, I believe, six to every everything. Yeah. Everything wiped the board. Yeah, you could have put Belfire Dragon in it because you have cards like Heirloom Blade. So like it would have it would have had some synergy built into it. Um, another card that I like, did you see the Vengeful Ancestor? The dude that comes in, the dragon spirit that comes in, gold. So if a golded creature attacks, it deals one damage to its controller. Mm-mm, but that's cool. Yeah, that's a dragon ancestor creature card. Whenever it enters, it goes Whenever it enters or attacks, you okay, gold a creature. Cool. And whenever the golded creature attacks, it deals one damage to gold its controller. Gold is like sneakily like. Right. Like, you know, I looked at him and then I thought about Kara Zakar, as we talked about. Just <laughs> like, Zikar. don't let this little motherfucker here do better. Than better. You know what Zikar, I'm is horrible. You know what I'm saying? That was crazy. It's horrible. Nah, this pre-con is pretty amazing. Honestly, if I had to like recommend which one to get, it would be Rondra's. Oh, there's uh Klaus Will. Klaus Will is also another card that's, that's very sick in the pre-con, man. It is a sorcery, I believe. It's X, two red, and a green. Um, You choose one, but if you have your commander, you'll choose both. And the text is you can either three flame, which you can deal X damage to each creature without flying, or you can smash relics, where you can destroy X amount of artifacts and enchantments. So just in pumping into this, having my commander and dealing a lot of things, usually when there are artifacts and enchantments and you're the gruel guy, you may be looked at as, okay, where to decimate at, man? You're the one who's going to take care of this. <laughs> and that's just one of the many cards that kind of fuel that type of mentality to where he can take care of it. And it's a good card to do it because getting two effects off of having your commander is one of the mechanics that I think Wizards added that I really do enjoy. I think it incentivizes having your commander exactly. on the field and just the whole nine. Commander effects on cards are awesome effects, and this is one that shouldn't be slipped. I, you know, just side note, I actually do not like decimate like that. It's so, like, restrictive. Like, you have to have those eligible targets, mm-hmm. and sometimes you have to hit yourself. That's not cool. It's one of them, a uh, little bite the bullet. Because if I'm here, and this is all I got, hey, I got to put decimate nah, in here, nah, man. But you, I mean, you, you know playing me, I hate, like, hurting myself in <laughs> any fashion. I hate I understand. It. I get it. It's like, why would you do that? Oh, another thing within the deck that we didn't, uh, Highlighter mention is um there are changes. There's Chameleon Colossus in the deck. I believe the Torium Marauder is a change. And so again, calling back to the whole dragon tribal effect of having this here, they will count as dragons. And in the events of if Dragon Tempest was to be added, or if Scourge is on the field, if you drop Chameleon Colossus, do count Chameleon Colossus along with however many spirits that you have on the field that could maximize the damage that you could put out. Um, another recommendation I was just talking to Snowgo about this is um. Why wouldn't you do the fiery emancipations? The source deals double or deals triple. Really, yeah. the fiery emancipation, the source you control dealing triple damage to something. In that case of you having that, I almost walk back putting the pumping dragons in there. Because your fives are good enough if I'm dropping a five and it's dealing 15. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, I mean, why wouldn't you 
deal fucking 24, but still, like, those effects in itself, along with Pyrohemia, doesn't do nothing but end the game faster. And it saves you from having to feel the pressure of putting a Primal Vigor or a Doubler into there. Because, bro, you're dealing 15 damage off of one creature in the battlefield. You need two of them. But if you did have two of them, you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just a case of, like, this deck, Um, at this point, you kind of have freedom to go in which direction. As long as I think you're, you're catering to, I'm going to deal damage simply from my dragons entering the field. As long as you follow that route, you have so much freedom of what else the, the rest of the 99 is going to do. Mm. And I think that just speaks to the strength of the deck. Because you doing that, because just working the deck off of your dragons entering the battlefield is solving so many problems. It's solving a person's life total. It's your sense of removal if it needs to be. Like, I don't see myself playing the deck there's there's very extreme cases where i'm not targeting your face but for the most part somebody's eating this somebody open wide here comes the train here's 10 to 15 from one token entering the battlefield and we gonna keep spoo feeding that until somebody gets me up off of here i think this pre-con is 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 a winner 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 chicken dinner off of Rondus and his many abusive ways that he can sling this abusive damage. But that's not to take away from Cloth, who's giving you hella mana. Like, within the deck, uh, Rondus's generals, in a sense. Well, I wouldn't put Wolfgar in there, I don't think. No. But, but all three of the commanders that they gave us within this pre-con, I think, are heat. No, you yeah, I wouldn't put... Honestly, I can see why Cloth is taken out. Personally, because he's not necessarily furthering the objective, mm. but he's not a bad spot to have. You just would have like a badass dragon in a deck. Or, you know, tribal. Klaus yeah, definitely tribal. gonna make yeah. sure you have the mana to cast these big guys. But he's not necessarily. Yeah. I'm but... all about synergy when it comes to having a, a commander deck. Mm. So if he ain't or she ain't like really pushing the cause, my recommendation, don't add it. You know, I know people have pet cards and this card looks cool or it's flavorful. Um, nah, I, you know, personally me, I'm skipping it. Yeah, because, you know, there's too many situations where let that be the card that you draw, you know, yeah. you mad. You mad. You mad. <laughs> but still, they gave you options. They gave you options and, and cloth isn't bad if you want to keep them, if you want to go the dragon way. But me and Snowgood agree wholeheartedly that uh, Rondis is good enough. Rondus is strong enough, and he can do what needs to be done if need be. And between you pumping your tokens or just putting this damage to put onto the battlefield, uh, somebody's going to bleed. And for a Gruel Commander as well, I don't think Rondus is sweating this hard going up against the, the, the Mirren or the Tassinger. Because if I do what I came here to do good enough today, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to take this fucking oh, W, dude. Like, you know? Can you win turn three? For, I would say most likely not. I don't know how much money you pumped out for these artifacts to speed you up, but can you in a multiplayer four, you know, four players, can you win turn six, five? Definitely, definitely, definitely. Like by that by that clock, you could definitely win as long as you or have the the damage dealer. Just to make it even more guaranteed, you can definitely more than likely get rid of the person who you feel the most threatened by. You get you can get you gonna get a body. I, well, honestly, no. I mean, unless they have life gain, no, uh, multiple. Because because okay. uh, I mean, with the suggestions me you gave, that's uh, no, that's damage to one player, right? Mm-hmm. Never it mind. Is yeah, one. yeah. What? Well, I'm sorry. It is Got one. a little ahead of myself. 
I was like, everybody's taking that. But if we do everything, if you got 10, 10 gratuitous violence, big ass motherfucker, everybody dying, boy. <laughs> everybody is dying <laughs> for sure. But yeah, I can Vaughn guarantee is, you get a body. I'm kind of happy Vonus is this strong. Granted, he doesn't look yeah. like the typical dragon. He's still a dragon. And this is Dungeons and Dragons. And look, he's a dragon barbarian. His typing is, is pretty yeah, soft. Right? He's pretty swag. So, like, <laughs> let the sorcerer and the. Oh, never mind, because I was disappointed by the night. So let the sorcerer or wizard really come out here. It'd be like equally strong. That'd be cool. But you know, coming soon. We got we got the three color deep dives on the way. So you never know. Maybe with some more time with the night, we're gonna be like Snogger. Look at him. It's just like n- n- whatever, <laughs> whatever. Don't what worry, we, man. We're we gonna have faith in you. Nah, man. What we need to focus on is whooping Sarkon's ass for mistreated Atarka. Oh, we own it. I put on my Argentum armor. I'm joining you. I went and stole a motherfucking <laughs> Sword of Light and Shadow, and I'm definitely going to let bro know what's I'm with going you. on. I'm, I, if I what can you join your party. In? Oh, you you more than welcome. Man, I'm pulling up with this hammer of Nazar. Okay, you you the what's his name? Okay, we need to get us a robe. Yeah. You're going to pull up on Tazri. Yeah, I'm pulling oh. up. I'm going to be a, a, a paladin. And that's where the queen finally fucks with me, bro. After we oh, slap him up. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's the journey. But you know, all that shit that Char- the, uh, Ash went through with Charizard, Ash ain't get the W because of Charizard, bro. Ash ain't win the oh, tournament with Charizard. he could have won that Pokemon League because of Charizard. But his bitch had. But, but Charizard showed up during some real, Fat, you know, in the movie right. moment, the movies, he show up and fight some real legendary people if he got the time to. where fam came back from the training, I feel like Ash was already at the tournament and yeah. Charizard pulled up on the, you need somebody else? Come on, Come man. on, Charizard. That seismic toss, bro, okay. around the moon? Come the on. only one. And it's still a fire type. The only one who's putting in more work on his back than Charizard is my man Infernape, bro. On everything. If Infernape came out here, he he put some shit on his back too, bro. And I got W. Well, so is Infernape like uh, your boy Ragavan, the greatest monkey? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So this man's like, a, up, greatest. Oh, monkey. you're a druid then. You have all these like familiars and animals. You'll be a druid, I think, in the in the run D D. I'm with it. I'm yeah. with it. Roll for initiative. 